Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. I'm here with Steve Palmer, who is with Transworld Business Advisors at 1910 Town Center Boulevard, Suite 250, which is just across from the new uh, True Food Kitchen on the second floor, which is opening up. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. It is opening up actually officially tomorrow. So that's kind of exciting. Don't tell anyone, John, but I have tickets for the soft opening this afternoon. I'm going there for dinner tonight. Ah, oh, man, so, I thought I had something on you. Okay. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 nope. They had, I know a bunch of people had gone last night and yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's neat, guys. I've eaten the one in Bethesda. And uh, it'd be a great addition to the food scene here in Annapolis. So so good. The town center is great. I mean, we're right across from Cooper's Hawk. We're right above Baltimore Coffee and Tea. Uh, Rise Up Coffee is around the other side of us. And the the folks at Regis are great. How long have you been in this location here? Uh, So our Annapolis office is just getting off the ground. We've only been open for about three months. Okay, you want to hear a funny story about Cooper's Hawk? I always want to hear a funny story, yes. Before it was Cooper's Hawk, it was Cadillac Ranch, which was sort of like a eh, a pseudo-country, western kind. They did have a bull in there. Okay, so you could ride the bull. Uh, and it had that theme. But when the town center first opened, okay, 24 Fitness, 24-7 Fitness or something was here. And the engineers didn't think things through. So what was happening is they were working on the ventilation from 24-7 Fitness. Love it. Okay, in the locker rooms and the, the, the sweat and the Oh, no. The, it was blowing out the roof, right, as it should. Okay. Okay, but their exhaust was right near the intake of Cadillac Ranch. So every time you went into Cadillac Ranch, it smelled like a musty jock strap. And, it was, uh, and they, had, they had to re-engineer oh, that to, to deflect the exhaust a different way in the intake. So it's, Can't uh, imagine why that's not here anymore. <laughs> I don't know that it was a great model for here, but it's, you know, and Cooper's Hawk has done just really well here. I mean, that's, uh, it's, every time it's, I, I tend to forget about it because it's on the second floor and you don't see it. And then when we're here, it's like, oh, let's go. And then it's like, do you have a reservation? I'm like, no. Yeah. And, they're uh, busy. They're, they're all, always they're, busy. Always they're busy. Always, I've tried to force myself in there a couple times. I said, do you have a reservation? Yes. I said, what's his name? John Fernay. No. I called. You know, and then I started like this. Okay, we'll get a place. We'll get a place. You know. Cause this thing, I love it. Um, you know, when I'm when I'm working solo, you know, I tend to like go over there at lunch. But you know, my lunch break happens anywhere from I don't know eleven to like two. So I've tried a variety of times, and they're always busy. They do a great business. Always, always good to hear businesses doing that. Well, we are here to talk about businesses yeah. with Transworld Business Advisors. Yeah, and you are a, in the most simple terms, a business broker here in yes, Annapolis. Yes, we are. So we help business owners uh, put a value on their business. We help business owners that are looking to sell. Um, we help by marketing their business and, and generating demand and managing the buyers as they come in. Uh, for owners that are looking to scale, we can help them find businesses either in their industry or to help them vertically integrate throughout their supply chain, maybe add more uh, products to their services or just generally get um, <clears throat> get better rates. And then we also help entrepreneurs that are looking to jump into business for themselves so we can help them find the right business or buy into a franchise, just something that, so they don't have to start from scratch because that starting from scratch is scary. Well, we're in a weird time as we come out of COVID. And, I mean, you hear about all these stories about people wanting to bail out of their existing right. jobs. Right. Uh, 
you know, it'd be nice to, it, let's face it, it'd be nice to bail out of our jobs and not have to worry about anything. But none of us, very few of us have this right. Jeff Bezos bank account. Right. So, right. so you've, you've got the Jeff Bezos haircut, but you don't have the. <laughs> <laughs> for, all, for all of our listeners, I am a naturally bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, how, I mean, how is business for you? I mean, as far as, is it, is it strong coming out of COVID? It is. It is strong coming out of COVID. Um, you know, what we're seeing are people that are, the industries actually had a really good year in COVID. And we're seeing those those industries be able to flex a little bit and say, all right, you know, how can I use some of this momentum that I gained in 2020 um, to take off? And there are other industries that, that were, you know, quite honestly hurt. Um, but again, we help businesses start up as well. So if, you know, the restaurant scene is uh, beginning to bounce back. I have a new restaurant listing and I'm getting a lot of inquiries, uh, specifically in the Annapolis area. So we're starting to see some positive signs for that as well. Interesting. Well, what what type of I mean, what type of people are buying business? I mean, okay, this I guess to get rid of a business, sell a business. I've got a business, and I want to sell it. Why am I selling it? I mean, obviously retirement, and I'm old, and uh, I don't have any kids that sure. want to take it over sure. is probably the top reason. That's one. Um, for a sad reason, sometimes divorce is a, is a reason that we see. You know, uh, husband and wife get into a business together, and then you know they That's end never up apart. It's it's never a good move. It's, <laughs> you know, um, very few. Yeah, I mean, we also deal with serial entrepreneurs. You know, they they get into a business, they grow it, they get to a point where they're ready for their next challenge and they're ready to move on to something else. And we're helping able to help them find whatever that next step is. Okay, well, and then the alternative question on that would be, who's buying them? I mean, is it a bunch of people that have been in corporate America that said, okay, I've had enough of this. Uh, Working nine to five for the man. I want to do it for myself. I mean, that's what we're seeing. I mean, that's being reported on the Wall Street Journal. It's being reported on Forbes. It's been being reported on CNBC, among other places. You know, the fact that shots are going in arms, people are uh, now realizing that, hey, my office is opening in September. <laughs> Did I really want to deal that commute again? Or is now the time for me to, to, to branch out and kind of be on my own and take my future into my own hands? Interesting. Interesting. Well, and, you know, I've heard that also with businesses that a lot of people – and yeah, I'd like to see if I get your affirmation or absolute thing. But you know, a lot of people don't realize the value of of their businesses. Okay, You've, maybe I'm I'm a, I'm a shoe shine guy, and I've started this little business. And maybe I don't even think of it as a business. It's okay. a way that I make my living. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of businesses I've seen just like, well, we're just going to close. And I know there was a retail store here in Annapolis that initially was going to do that, mm-hmm. and then their son said, "Hey, wait a minute, you know, I can." rethink something like this i mean is that is that what happens to a lot of businesses that they just go away i mean john that's what happened to my father (laughs) that's kind of that's kind of how i got into the the business brokerage aspect of it um my my dad ran a construction company back in my home state of delaware for for 25 years for 30 years it's successful in all accounts right he paid for my parents house he pays for their gallivanting um when you know down to the caribbean whenever they get down there um he was able enough to pay for my school, which is something I'd never, I'll never be able to repay him for because uh, college was, was fantastic. Um, and then one day I, I came home. I think his transition plan was to have me take over, and that really wasn't what I wanted to do. And I came home after a, a long day of, of supporting the government. I was a government uh, consultant at that time. And uh, we're sharing a beer. We're, we're telling some stories. And he just, you know, hey, I, it's our retired Tuesday. Like, Dad, like, what do you mean you retired Tuesday? Like, what, is, what does that even mean? It's like, yeah, you know, the Great Recession is just kind of zapped my strength, and I'm, I'm tired, and I'm ready to go into what's next. I'm like, so so what does that mean? He's like, well, I'm, I'm able to sell my commercial piece of property. 
which he was lucky enough to to invest in eight years before, a decade before, something along those lines. So he had good equity. He owned that, um, and they're still okay. But I mean, that goodwill, the, the the community value that he built over 25 years. I mean, we 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 ran dynasties through the Felton Little League system. I mean, everybody knew our name, and yet you know all of that just kind of went just went away because he he just retired on Tuesday. Um, so fast forward a few years. Um, I got kind of tired working for, for the government and looking for something else, looking for a new challenge, uh, and Transworld reached out to me, and it kind of dawned on me, like, oh, yes, that's that's exactly what my father could have used. My father could have used a business broker to figure out what the value of that business is, figure out the value of, of the brand um, and, you know, and be able to get him get him more, get him, get him top dollar. Because, I mean, remember, I mean, all the business owners that I know are probably working more hours than, than they care yeah. to oh, admit. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're exhausted. They just had a rough year through, through COVID. Um, you know, but what they're doing is they are building equity. Um, and often, you know, their house is typically, you know, the, the, the one piece of, or the one asset that they have the most equity in, but that's followed closely by their business. And what we're able to do is help them get the most value for that piece of well, equity. Well, that's, you know, I mean, I mean the, the land and buildings and stuff like that, that's a real easy thing easy, to put a price tag on. Yep. Um, and again, it's the value of a business that's been around, whether it be for five right. years or whether it be for 105 years. Um, there, there is value in that, and whether it be the name. I mean, I, I'll use the example of Mills uh, Fine Wine and Spirits in downtown Annapolis. I mean, it's been around forever, and it's known up and down the East Coast as the place to go for wine when you're if you're in in the area. Stop by every time and I can. It's been sold a couple different times, and you know the the name has you know remained. Uh, other businesses have been sold. I know when they've changed the name and they've changed the way they work and everything else. And I mean, at, at that point, I think they were probably just buying a an income stream, if you will, or, a, you know, within the realm of what they wanted to do to sort of get a little bit of a leg, yeah. a leg up on there. Um, but you are part of, I want to talk a little bit about your business, but you're yeah. trans world business advisors, which is, are you a, is this a franchise? We are a franchise. We are the largest business brokerage franchise in the world. Okay. Um, and, you know, I've always, you know, this is sort of my disclaimer on franchises that a lot of people will sit there and say, Oh, franchise, it's a big company. It's you know, all the money goes to some, other place, not here in Annapolis. And they can't be any further from the truth because whether it's uh, Transworld Business Advisors or whether it's the Athlete's Foot or whatever whatever one it is, uh, typically they are owned by local people. Yes, they are. uh, Employing local people, working in the local community, spending the money in the local stores and eating at Cooper's Hawk and True True Food Kitchen when it opens up uh, and, you know, paying rent at, you know, Annapolis Town Center. So that's uh, what a you know a franchise is it's it's and I look at it as a franchise as that's part of your marketing. Okay, you're a business broker, and just like you might take an ad out in the capital about your services, you're paying Transworld Business Advisors for advice. I'm sure access to different things and the brand. Yep. That's exactly right. So we're paying for the brand. Um, you actually buy into equity when you buy a franchise. So mm-hmm. from the from the flip side of that, if you're instead of starting from scratch, if you buy into a franchise, you, you get a little bit of, of cash back in your pockets when you when you go to sell. Um, so that's a little inside baseball there. But um, if you want to see me, I'm at multiple networking events every week. Just show up networking in Annapolis. Uh, we're uh, part, members of the local chamber. We're, we're jumping on the cruise that's happening on July 29th and out, out of, you know, jumping on a watermarks boat. It's, um, you know, we're, we're in town. And what's nice about this franchise model is exactly what you just said. 
uh, because a lot of the brokers that I know, and there's a lot of really good brokers in Maryland, don't get me wrong, um, but they tend to cover the state of Maryland, which means they have to focus on D.C. and they have to focus in Baltimore. Cause well, that, that was, that was cause, where I was sort yeah. of also thinking about is that you, know, you may have a, an owner here in Maryland that is you – know, I've got a thought of retiring in you know, Montana. I don't yeah. know why would, that would come to mind, but you know, whatever. Uh, and, and you've got also people that are in Montana that are saying, hey, you know, maybe there is a great opportunity to move here. And we've heard about the whole mobility of the yeah. workforce, you know, the folks yep. that are in you know, San Francisco Bay Area going, you know, I, I think Oregon's nice. Let's yep. try working there. Yep. So I think that probably lends very well that you've got a network nationwide. Oh, without a doubt. And we offer a buyer match program. So if our buyers in Montana know someone's looking to move to Oregon uh, in a business that, that suits, you know, we get instant notifications. So that's where the that's one of the values that our network provides. The other thing is, I mean, a lot of the owners that we work with are not scared, but maybe a little bit nervous, right? It's their first time going through this process. It's the first time selling a business. They've built one business for 30 years, for 35 years, for 40 years. Now they're looking to sell and they don't really know where to get started. So, I mean, we help them get started with a, with a, um, a value. That's that's easy enough. That's straightforward, right? You got to be able to put a price tag on something before you can sell it. But the other thing that we offer is through our network, we can actually go back and look at every deal that our network has done since 2014, which is over 37,000 deals. So I don't, you know, whatever vertical you're in, whatever industry you're in, you know, I can pull data on other deals that have been been worked going back eight years, nine years and, and say, all right, you know, why did this one sell? Why didn't it sell? You know, and we can make sure that you are competitively priced. We can make sure that we are using advertising that's going to jump out to buyers and, and get their attention. And we can really put a, uh, a plan in place to get you the best value. Well, price. information is really powerful. I mean, I mean, so if I'm looking to buy a, uh, an ice cream shop here, uh, and I'm not sure, okay, they want you know, five hundred thousand dollars for it or something. I don't. I don't know. And I look. I'm like, well, you can tell me that one in some other city sold for what? What it sold for, and what? Yep. And really, sort of identify what the differences are. That okay, well, the reason that it went for much lower is because you know they only sure. pay minimum wage here. We've got a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. This is the tax situation there, and I mean. So that's all so, the information available so to if, you. So if I'm so if I'm representing the seller, I can say, all right, here are here are you know. 10, 20, 50 deals that have been sold since 2014 would, that resemble your, um, your makeup. You That's know, the here, comps. Yeah. You know, here, the- yeah. You know, here's how, here's what they were priced at to move. And if you're, if I'm representing the buyer, which we, you know, we also represent buyers, we can also say, Hey, you know, this is what this is currently priced at. And this is the, you know, minimum, the revenue should be coming in. Otherwise it doesn't make sense for us to buy this location. It's a bad deal for you. Interesting. That's, that's uh, interesting. Well, I mean, as far as buying, and, you know, we, we jokingly talked about uh, Jeff Bezos' wallet. But, I mean, how deep do your pockets need to be to buy a bit? And, I mean, I, I realize that businesses can be absolutely anything. Right. I mean, you could be a just a one-person graphic designer that's just sitting there working on a pad yeah. every day to a you know, gigantic corporation. But, yeah. I mean, how – I mean, is is buying a business difficult, A, from the process and B, from – uh, you know, financial. I mean, I mean, obviously it can be. I mean, I can't. You know, I don't think I can buy the town center. Uh, you know, I don't know, John. I've seen. You know, you're reaching fifteen thousand people a week on this thing, right? I mean, we can put together some money, get a little GoFundMe going for you. What do you yeah. think? <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, you know, GoFundMe is a whole different, whole, whole, whole different thing, and it's crazy. Let's start a movement. Get John a town center. Let's go. That I, that I've seen. So yeah, they're not doing, they're not doing a good job. We want to buy it. So. <laughs> Um, so what's, what's great, 
financing is, is, is intriguing. Uh, a lot of times what we recommend our owners do is, is hold the note. So we get seller financing. So you're not coming up with the full price of what the business is, is worth. You're coming up with 30, 35%. So that down payment is less. Now you owe them uh, a check on a monthly basis, but that it does get you in the door. It's, you're asking for less money up front, which opens up our, our wider buyer, buyer stream. The other thing is, um, I mean, talk to your local banks, folks. Um, Severn does a lot of really interesting things to to help the community and, and get people into to good businesses. Um, I know I know folks up at Fulton. I know folks at MNT. Uh, we have friends of Transworld that I was actually when I was buying in uh, all of my uh, financial. Uh, assets, if you will, were tied up into old IRA accounts and, and 401ks. Um, we were actually able to transfer money out of my IRA accounts tax-free, so I didn't take the the huge penalty that that you know you always hear about when when people are coming out of IRAs. So I mean, there are lots of ways that we can help people get the the money that they need to buy into the business that they want. And then and then I'm assuming there's traditional lending as well. Right? Of course, I mean, I mean you could go to a bank or. Yep. A, credit union and say, hey, this is, and they're going to evaluate it based yep. on the, the business. Yep. They're going to do their own evaluation, yep. I guess, of the business yep. as well. Yep. And, you know, and, and you know, depending on, you know, what you want to do, um, when I was getting involved with Transworld or when I was opening, taking a loan out to uh, to open up the Annapolis, you know, SBA had some some just amazing, amazing rates going on. So I went with M&T. They were, they were great helping me get through. Um, but Severn has has other advantages as well. And the local community bank is a, is a flavor that I've come to really appreciate over the last six or eight months. And, you know, I recommend them to anybody. I, I, you got you to love a good community bank. I remember back when I was first out of college um, and, you know, everybody that was back in the days when everybody was sending, yeah. uh, you know, credit cards just for blinking. Yeah, why not? And, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, I, I had my Sears card, and I had probably you know, thirty thousand dollars charged on it for that fifteen dollar a month minimum That's payment right, yeah, for the rest of yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah. And you know, my my credit was shot, and uh, looking to buy the first house, and uh, the bank replied to the mortgage. They're like, "Dude, your credit is shot." And uh, the talking to the banker there, and he said, "Look, you know, we're a community bank. You're here in the community and stuff like that. Uh, typically, we sell loans." Uh, we're not going to be able to sell your loan, so we'll keep it in-house. Uh, but I want you to switch your banking here. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. And I was like, okay, well, we can do that. Yeah. And, and, and they did it. I mean, so that's, you know, there's, there's different ways to, to do things there. What, what are some, I mean, I know when I sell a house, I, uh, you know, you've got the home inspection right. going on. Yeah. Where they, they dig deep, in, which sure. are in this kind of weird real estate market. I understand sure. they're being like not asking for them now, but you know, there, you know, that's the idea is there is somebody that's to look under the carpet and make sure that, right. you know, the cat hasn't peed all over the hardwood floors. Yep. Um, there's gotta be some hidden problems in businesses. I mean, yes, what, how do you, how do you evaluate that? How do you advise your clients to look out for the, the pitfalls? Sure. Right. So there's always a due diligence period. There's there's about a, a two week to two month due diligence period. We try to keep it as short as possible, but that that gives the the buyer the opportunity. At this point, we have an agreement in principle. The the buyers come in. They they've seen enough of, of the business that they know they like the business. They've toured the business. They've met the owner at this point. Um, NDAs have been signed, so all the information's you know continuing to stay confidential throughout this process. Um, but then we really give them you know a. Two week to two month grace period, depending on the size of the business, depending on the industry, depending on you know what we have going on. That's agreed upon by both sides. Is 
and CPAs can get involved and they can say, all right, you know, let me, you know, let me really see your books. Let me really jump in. Let me make sure the books aren't fraudulent. Make sure the, the books aren't, um, aren't doctored in any way. Uh, we bring lawyers in to make sure that the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted um, and make sure that, you know, both sides are, are signing up for what they think they're signing up for, right? No one's, no one's getting fleeced. Um, so that's part of our due diligence period. Um, that happens obviously prior to closing. Closing, you know, the worst part about this business is closing is so, um, uh, it's kind of a letdown because you go through all this hard work, you know, and you've been you've been back and forth with with these guys for for a few months, and you know everyone's kind of kind of excited, and then you just kind of like sign the documents. Fifteen minutes, fifteen <laughs> yeah, minutes here, sign here. Okay, well that was, well, was that's, good. that's that's it. That, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Here are your keys. Go, you know, go to work, guy. Um, I mean, it's it's always a huge relief, but you know, I kind of like I want like a gong, or I want uh, you know, I want. I want a band playing in the background or something. I got to figure out how to work that in. You would, you would think so. I mean, does it make sense to buy a new business as opposed to starting one? I mean, if if I've got an idea, I mean, there's, I don't think there's any original ideas out there anymore. Very few of them anyhow. Right. Um, And obviously, I mean, the the one benefit I know is you've got cash coming in. You've got you've got an established client base. It may be small. It may be large. But and you have and you have suppliers and you have relationships with those suppliers. I mean, you have. it just reduces the risk. I mean, getting out and starting on your own, I mean, maybe you're well enough connected to, to do that. Maybe you can drag a couple clients kicking and screaming with you as you as you leave your previous job. Um, but if you're looking to make a pivot, if you've been doing, you know, one industry your entire life and you're, and you're ready to change uh, because it's just not of interest to you anymore, I mean, buy a business. Get in, get in and have something that's established that you can then use your skills to grow. And that's really what we're looking for when we're when we're talking to buyers. You know, it's, this is how they've always done business. They've been in business for for forty plus years, and you know, here's their their customer base, and here's their marketing, and here's where you know, here's what their sales pipeline looks like. But you know, what can you do to take this to the next level? How do you make this business your own? And when you do, what does that look like, and what does that get you? Right. Right. Now, have you seen a, a particular? type of business? I mean, is there a, a type? I mean, I, I know that you represent, you know, I've gone to your website, which is actually tworld.com slash Annapolis. And I've, I've gone there and I mean, you've got, you know, you've got bars, you've got restaurants, you've got, uh, there, I saw there was like a lingerie right? store. There was, you know, there's Ooh, any risky. number of ice cream shops. I mean, you know, embroidery shops and graphic design, the whole nine yards. And uh, I mean, is, are you seeing any trends as far as the types of business? I mean, are there are there more restaurants or more retail or more service businesses, or is it all over the map? So it's really all over the map, but they they tend to come in clumps. So right now, I'm seeing a bunch, variety of restaurants that are starting to come back. You know why? I mean, restaurants had a really rough year in 2020. Things are opening back up. People are excited to get back out and, and start throwing restaurants again and get back into the food scene. So that's that's been encouraging. Um, I would expect the the laundry mats and dry cleaners to start start bouncing back as well because they had a really rough year when people weren't going into the office. They're not getting their their clothes pressed anymore. Um, so I'm expecting to see that market kind of pop up here in the next in the near future. But um, I mean, they're they're really all over the map. How how do you work? I mean, do I hire you or do you, you get a percentage of a sale or oh. is there a how does how does how does that work? In so so like like a like a realtor, uh, we are a commission based business. So I am working for free until I find a, a buyer for the seller or a seller for the buyer. Okay. Um, 
our typical commission is a little bit higher. It's typically 12%. It is something that we earn. It is something that we are very upfront about, and we explain in, in, in ad nauseum, you know, all the, all, all the way through, you know, here are the steps that we are going to take to earn your business. Um, and it's, it's different than selling a house, right? If you want to sell a house, you, you, the first thing you, you do is you um, hang a shingle up front saying this house is for sale, or, you know, you, you hire a realtor, and the first thing they do is hang a shingle right. up front. Um, you can't do that for a business. Uh, and if you do that, what you're going to end up seeing is that actually the, the equity that you have built in your business is going to drop. Uh, and it's going to drop because your employees will probably say, oh, this business is for sale. I'm now nervous. I'm going to find something else to to make sure that my family is taken care of and they're going to go find new employment. So now you're losing employers. Uh, your customers are going to say, oh, this business is for sale. I'm not sure I want to deal with the new owners. Therefore, um, I've got to take care of what is mine and I'm going to go find someone to, to fulfill the services that you provide. So now you are losing clients as well. So once you lose clients and you lose employees, your valuation then has to go down so it, it's it's really kind there's of a, a lot of finesse that goes there's, on with there's that. a lot of finesse um you know and if there's anything that your viewers take away or your listeners take away whether it's me or not please please reach out to a broker and make sure that you understand exactly how how they can help you because i do believe it is a very difficult process for for owners to continue managing the day-to-day which is the best thing that they can do to keep their valuations up continue running the day-to-day as if nothing's changed while managing the marketing of your business, while managing the buyers as they're going to call, because without without fail, buyers are going to call as soon as you call that all hands meeting. <laughs> you know, like, you know that, how do you how do you explain away? Oh no, that was just uh, that's 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 Jim. That's my long lost cousin. We're, uh, we're we're going to grab drinks when he's in town. Well, that was uh, you, know? you know you're you're so right because in a prior life I owned several travel agencies yeah, exactly. and it, that was a relationship based business. Okay, and uh, I wasn't naive enough to think that everybody was doing business with me because of me. Because uh, I tend to be a jerk, but that's uh, you know. But it, it, it was it was the the travel professionals that they were working with. They trusted you know Mary or Frank or whoever right. it was to give them the experience that they wanted. Uh, the fact that they were working for me is very similar, probably to a hairstylist. Is you know is neither here nor there. It right. doesn't matter. I, I this this is my travel professional. And, you know, I know when we did acquire some businesses and we did sell throughout the period that I had that, uh, that was really critical. I mean, you a needed to make sure that your employees stayed because that, you know, that, that could kill the deal. And you want to make sure that your clients aren't spooked. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that we that we work through. You know, we make sure that during that due diligence period, when the CPAs are coming in, and the lawyers are coming in, we're also locking in key employees. You know, and that's whether that's a, a raise that or a bonus that gets paid out over six months or two years to make sure that they stay a certain amount of time, or whether that's you know making sure that the, that we lock in clients and you know strategically capture at least your at least your top five, hopefully your top seven clients to make sure that they're aware of what's going on and we get their questions answered. Um, you know. That is part of the process to make sure that these these key resources aren't leaving with with the old owner. So you actually would go out and, and talk to clients that you know, obviously with the permission of the the client and the and the seller and the bar, yep. to to just say, hey, you know, to gauge their comfort level of remaining. We will do whatever we take to make sure the deal gets done. So yes, it, it, I mean, so you, so you, if if I'm I'm your client, you're coming and you're talking to me and saying, and then and you go back to your seller and you say, okay, well, I, I spoke with John and you know, explain the new thing. I told him a little about the potential buyer and, and this he, and that. And he, he's, he's, he's on board, and he yeah, and he's on board, or he wants to meet you. He wants to have coffee. You know, I mean, we make sure that there is you know, this, or or, this or he was totally spooked and wow, okay. I mean, we, we want to make sure that our buyers, as they're coming in, are, are getting what they're buying as well. You know, we don't want people coming in. Our, our, our motto is good deals for good people, and, and good deals are on both sides, right? They're both, they're both for the seller and they're both for the buyer. 
Um, so we need to make sure that all parties are are covered here. Right. And and are there still you know what do you do if you you know if you you bought a business okay right. if you say uh, I I put my thirty percent down yeah. and the owner is is carrying the note or the, yep. the payments over the next X number of years. Um, I get into it and, you know, and let's not talk about the little minutia, but I mean, I find there's some serious cracks in that foundation. What are, what are the ramifications to a buyer on a business? I mean, I mean, there's no warranty on it. Right. There's no guarantees. That- there's, there's no warranty. There's no guarantee. I mean, at, at some point, once the keys are, are turned over and the checks and the checks clear, you know, it's, it's on the buyer, you know, the buyer is now the right. business owner. They, they've kind of got to fix that. That's why we give that either two week or two month grace period for them to really kind of dig in and make sure. So that there's they really not exactly a lot of, uh, ram- a lot of options. If something yeah. that we didn't uncover during that due diligence, I guess is what you might you call know, it. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, I mean, if it, if it's laid out in, in the legalese, you know, I mean, that, that could be a different story, but I mean, that's why we really open the books and we let the, the buyers come in and really see, you know, everything that they want to see about the business, answer every question that they have about the business. Um, and, you know, if they turn something up that they're not comfortable with, then, you know, we'll figure out how to address that prior. But once, I mean, right, once we can either clears, fix it, reduce the price, whatever, or, or walk away all, from the all, deal. All of those are options, right? So, you know, we really want to make, that's why we emphasize that, that due diligence period. Okay. So it's, it's very similar, I guess, to buying a sure. huge car. Yeah. Well, I mean, you talked about selling a house, right? Or buying a house and how the home inspections are being waived, right? I mean, people, yeah, I mean, and, that, uh, and, and, me. and, and now people are, you know, going to start finding, wow, that, that, that floor needs repair. That that deck needs repair. That you know, I mean, this was this was done shoddily. I mean, all, all things that would have been taken care of, you know, had there been a home inspection, um, you know. But once the checks clears and you get the keys, it's like you know, now it's on. You, you know, it's funny. I'm sitting here looking. I'm thinking, okay, there's plenty of people that know how to work on cars. So there's you know, if you're mechanically inclined, you can probably buy a good used car and know that you're getting a good deal. There's a lot of people that are very um, home inclined uh, that you can go down and you know the major systems to look for let's you know just check the electrical panel let's check the plumbing let's you know make sure the the sump pump works and you know whatever it is the big things that are going to cause you a lot of things a lot of there's a lot of people that have that i got to imagine there's very few people that you know know what to look for when it goes into a business because i mean a, a business typically is not something that you're flipping over every you know five or ten years yeah, in, in the you know, five years in, in the term of a car, or maybe ten or twenty years of a house. I mean, this is a super long-term investment. I mean, and you know, I, I would imagine that the seller probably may not even realize there are some cracks, and the buyer, you know, may may discover some or may not even realize it yeah. as they come in. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's what we're we're here to bring those two sides together. That's that's ultimately what what my job is. My job is to make sure those two. If sides. If this doesn't work, you can like do like. Get when online dating fails, you can start doing the matchmaking thing. <laughs> Am I getting? Yeah. Are you divorcing me already? Like, come on, man! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys are such a vital aspect of the intermediary. I mean, you know, there's a lot of intermediary type positions in the world that you can probably argue don't do a whole lot or don't bring a lot of value to the table. But I think that's a way different with this because I mean, I'm not going out and buying businesses. Uh, like a, a, somebody may buy cars to flip cars or flip houses sure. even. And this is something that's, um, you know, depending, I mean, obviously if you're on, in business for your own, it's going to be one of the most uh, significant purchases or acquisitions of your life yeah. besides your, you know, besides your home and 
probably your education for your kids or something like yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're one of those serial buyers that go in, you know, and, and are looking to buy up a variety of businesses all within an industry or, or, you know, buy up a vertical, I mean, good for you. You, you know, you probably shouldn't be reaching out to me. You probably have your own, um, your own folks. I mean, we're, we're really focused on helping the main street businesses. We're, we're well, talk about reaching out to you. You want to go to tworld.com slash Annapolis. Yes. And just sort of for you, because, I mean, you're a wealth of information and uh, knowledge that's in there. But if somebody wanted to pick your brain, whether it be, you know, hey, I've got a business I'm thinking about selling, uh, I'm not ready to pull the trigger yet, or uh, somebody that's like, oh, man, September's rolling around. I got to yep. get back in the office yep. and work for yep. the man. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, oh, the Metro, I can't you know, whatever it may be. I mean, can they, would, would you, you know, can they meet with you and pick your brain? And Yes. Yes, always. I mean, sellers, um, anybody that's listing up, I mean, 12 to 18 months is really our sweet spot. Because at that point we can, you know, provide, we can start coming up with a game plan that's going to work for them. Um so that's you know we're, we'll we'll certainly help anybody that's you know hey I got you know I was talking to an owner a couple of weeks ago that you know unfortunately had to, had to have a surgery and was you know needing to get out immediately like sure we'll you know we'll, we're more than happy to take your business but those aren't the people that we can help the people that we can help are looking twelve to eighteen months down the road and saying hey you know I want to get on to to something that's well it's next. a process it's a courtship yeah. and I mean I, I know with the agencies that I had purchased I mean it's uh, yeah, I will throw it down. I didn't want to sell it to an asshole. Yep. And, uh, yep. you know, and, uh, and, 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 and I mean, and, and you know, make your own definition as yeah. to what it is. But you know, you, the owner and or the buyer and the seller have to get along. And, get and along. most, as you said, most of your deals are probably with the owner or the seller uh, holding some of the note for a period. So the, they're going to be they're going to be in touch. They're going to be married together for a little for a little bit. Yeah. You know, and we can and we can take a uh, we can try to weed out some of those. You know, what, what was the, what was the term asshole? Was yeah. that was that a technical term? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we can try to weed out some of those assholes when they're, when they're coming in, and you know, make sure that the buyer doesn't even have to see those guys. Sure. Don't, don't even have to deal with them. You know, and that's that's kind of the first step. You know, we're kind of the gatekeepers on, on that aspect, if you will. But you're right. I mean, we're you know we're here to, to find you know good marriages and put good marriages together for, for business owner and business seller. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, emails e- might be the easiest. It's S Palmer, P A L M E R, at tworld.com. You can also give me a call at 410 842 6063. How'd you guys get, how'd they get tworld.com? That's a great domain. That That's is a short. Gr- that is a great domain. Yeah. Uh, how long have they been around? Forty years. They've been in business for forty years. They, How many? Uh, Forty. Four zero. Okay. They have they have done tens of thousands of deals. And I say they because while I've been there for for longer than than our Annapolis office has been around, um, I am not I have not been there for the entire forty year period. Where are they headquartered? Uh, down in Florida. Steve Palmer, Transworld Business Advisors here in the Annapolis Town Center. They are at nineteen ten. Town Center Drive, which is uh, Suite 250, upstairs across from Bed Bath & Beyond, I guess? Kind no. of. Well, kind of caddy corner from Bed yeah. Bath & Beyond on yeah. the second floor, yeah. across you, from Cooper's Hawk. If you get to the second floor, we'll come flag you down. How's that? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. This has been fascinating. If anybody has a business that they're looking to sell, uh, you know, get in touch with Steve. If anyone's considering getting out on their own and having their own business, uh, get in touch with Steve. Or if you're even considering it, give him a call and, and pick his brain. I think he'd, uh, 
I see he's drinking a Baltimore coffee company. You could probably take him downstairs and buy him a cup of coffee. And I am a cheap. Works, works for cheap. I am a cheap date. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, thank you very much. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. It's a good time. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.